This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Finding the perfect mental health partner is very much like dating. It may take many tries to find that therapist and partner who would be the perfect fit for you, who you would feel super comfortable sharing your deepest concerns and life stories with. BetterHelp allows you to do just that. You can easily connect with a therapist, and if it's not the right fit, you can move on to the next one. I am a big proponent of mental health therapy, and I'm a big fan of the matching system BetterHelp put together. Um, so try it. He gets his job, and it's like, yeah, we have to move. Our, we have to relocate our whole family now to New Jersey. And I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I tell him, I'm like, okay, if we do this, you know, my mom is here. I have my job here. I'm like, and I don't, I'm pregnant now. My second son is going to be born in, New, in America. I don't want him to be in daycare or childcare. I need to be able to raise my kid. And you're making enough money for both of us. I don't see why this would be an issue. And that was my only term. My only term was, you know, and, and the reason being is in Canada, the culture is a little bit different. You get a year off of work. You know, when I left, you get a year and a half off of work to raise your kid because breastfeeding and those formative years are very important. And I told him this, I'm like, I have everything set up here. So this is my one thing I need to be able to raise my kid. Like I need to be able to raise my son, our baby. And once he goes to school and once he can speak, then then I'll start to work again. You know, it's not that I don't want to. Um, but then, um, so that was my one term. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, promising me the world, everything's fine. Yeah, of course that, that can happen. And so I looked at it as a new star for our family. He was making a lot of money. We would be able to get things that we weren't able to easier here in New Jersey than we would in, in Toronto. If you listen to the first five episodes of Jennifer's story, you may be wondering why she agreed to leave the environment where she felt safe, where she had her family in Canada, and agreed to move to New Jersey for her husband's new job, especially after the not-so-great state her marriage had gotten to. But remember, her own childhood was not great because of her violent father and probably because of that, she wanted to do everything, try everything for her already born child and very soon to be born child for the two of them to have a better childhood, better life. And she wanted to believe that new life in New Jersey will be the start to achieve that better future. For our new listeners and followers, welcome. I am Walid Al-Jabari, and this is American Divorce Stories, a show where our guests share their complicated, juicy, sometimes sad, sometimes funny details about their lives and romantic relationships, a show where we dig deep into why and how we get into relationships and the dynamic of how heartbreaks and endings eventually lead to new beginnings. This is episode six of Jennifer's story. A new beginning, maybe. Okay, so then he, in March of 2018, he moves to New Jersey by himself. Um, to set so he moves there by himself he moves to 
My mom has an aunt in Central Jersey, and I speak to them and I ask them if he could, you know, just stay with them for a couple of months to just save some money to get his own place, to get his credit score because he, like, he's starting fresh, right? And my aunt, and I told my aunt, I'm like, you know, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be for a few months, and you know, he's going to pay you something, right? And so we agreed the amount that it was going to be. It was very small, but it was something so, you know, it wouldn't be like he was imposing. Because, I mean, you could only stay so long at somebody's house, right? Before you become an inconvenience. So I didn't want that to happen. So I, I, I said, you know, we'll, we'll pay you something. And we have had an agreement. So he went first and I stayed back. I was working and I was taking care of our child. And he, um, while he was there, like he was supposed to help, still help me out because he's supposed to pay 50% of all the bills and all the expenses. And he wasn't doing that. Um, when I would ask him, like, I need help, you know, I have to pay for groceries, I have to pay for gas, I have to pay for things for our son. Like, I, I'm working, I'm pregnant, and I'm taking care of our kid. Like, I also need some financial help here. And he, he was like, oh, I, I need to save. I need to save in order to get an apartment. Um, things are so expensive here. And I need to get a car because he needed to also get a car as well. Um, so he wasn't helping me out financially. And he would periodically come to visit. And when he was visiting, like he wasn't even helping me do things. Like my mom was so upset because I was pregnant and I was like, you know, carrying all the groceries, I was fetching water, I was doing all these things that a pregnant person shouldn't be doing when they have somebody who's like, he, instead of coming down and be like, let me take care of you, he'd go out partying, he'd go see his friends, he'd go see his family. Like he didn't have time to like even help me at all. So then um, one, so one visit he was coming to see me and um, he was driving. So it takes about eight to nine hours to drive from New Jersey to Toronto. Um, I was working that day and I started getting these cramps, like really bad cramps. And I thought it would just pass, but it wasn't passing. So I ended up in the hospital. They, um, they told me that they wanted a specialist to look at me, but the specialist won't come until the next day. So they told me they wanted me to stay overnight. Like they didn't want me to go home and come back. They're like, you need to stay. When I called him to tell him this while he was on his way to to Canada, he flipped out on the phone on me and he wanted me to go home and he wanted me to be home when he got back. And, you know, I was I was taken aback by it. Like we were arguing on the phone and I was like, I'm not leaving. If the professionals here, the doctors here think I need to stay, I'm going to stay. And so we were fighting about it over the phone. And when I hung up the phone, I didn't know that there was a nurse in the room because they had pulled the, the covers around my around my section. And she overheard me and she came, when I hung up the phone, she came to me and she was like, um, I overheard your conversation and I just wanted to make sure, are you in a, an abusive relationship? And when she said that to me, I was just taken aback. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Like, I was so confused why she would even say something like that to me, you know? And I guess with my response, she's like, okay. And she like walked away. Um, <clears throat> and then he, he calls me back. He apologizes. And he's like, you know what? Do what you want. Do, it, do whatever you want to do. 
And I said, okay, I'm going to stay. So I stayed at the hospital. I got the specialist looked at me. Luckily, nothing was wrong. Um, but it was just, I guess, me looking back now. These are like signs. Things were like, things were like getting really bad, you know. And when I left that the hospital, he never came to the hospital again. Me, I had to go to, to. I had to walk to the train station from the hospital. I had to take the train. I had to take the bus and come back home. He, so he was staying with my family at my family's house and they, they kicked him out. They, he calls me one day and he tells me, he's like, they gave me till the end of the month to leave, that they're kicking me out. And I'm like, well, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. They didn't say, they said that they just don't want, they want me to leave. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right? Like, you need to tell me what happened. Like, is there, was there an incident? Was something happened? Like anything? And he's like, no nothing happened so um you know my, I called my family and they were like well it's not working out and you know I, I he he needs to leave like he they didn't tell me anything and the reason they didn't tell me what was happening was because I was pregnant I found out later it was because I was pregnant they didn't want to stress me out because I was going through so much already and uh, the move being you know leaving Canada, going to New Jersey, they just didn't want to add anything more to me. So they just didn't tell me what happened. Um, when I finally went down there, like the day we went down there, my mom came obviously to help us and stuff. Um, my mom spoke to her aunt and her aunt told her that he never paid them one dime. And the whole time he was lying to me, telling me that he was paying them money, that he didn't have enough money, that he was doing all these things to save and he needed to buy a car. And, and he was just lying to me. And needless to say, these lies are borderline stupid and very immature. I mean, this is her family. Like, they're definitely going to tell Jennifer the truth and she's going to find out very soon that he's lying. So, yeah. So then that onto this day, things have not been the same with me and my family, that side of family, because of what he did. It all just reflected bad on me. Um, so all of that happened and I'm just feeling, you know, like I, I'm just trying to move past this now because I just gave up everything and I'm here now. You know, the move wasn't easy. And like during the move, we moved with a cargo van. So whatever fit in the cargo van is what we took. I sold all of my belongings. I gave everything to Goodwill. Like all of my clothes couldn't fit in the van. I put all the kids stuff in there. And then like he had taken his stuff down, but my stuff didn't go. So all of my clothing, everything that I had went to Goodwill. So I came down with like a suitcase, like a small suitcase of clothes. And I said, well, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to buy it back. None of that ever happened. Um, he became very controlling because he was making the money. And I, you know, was the stay at home mom taking care of the kids. Um, my older, my older son was only like three years old. And when my second son was born, um, I was just busy. They, they weren't in, my older one wasn't in school. So I was just busy trying to take care of two kids. He wouldn't help me at all. 
My youngest has very bad allergies, like allergic to nuts, allergic to eggs. He had crazy allergies we didn't know about and he started showing at three months. He wasn't sleeping, he was up crying, he would scratch himself until he bled. So I was a mess because I got absolutely no sleep. Um, and I was doing everything. And like on the weekend when he was home, I'd be like, I just need one day to rest. I never got it. I wanted one day to sleep in. I never got it. He had, he felt like I owed him because he was the one who was working. And whenever I went out to the store shopping, I couldn't spend more than 50 bucks because if I did and he would get alerts to his phone, if I spent money, yeah, he would get alerts to his phone. And so when I come home, like if I had spent more than that, I get anxiety because I know I'd have to answer questions and he would go through my bags and I'm not even buying things for me. Yeah, I'm not even buying things for me. I'm buying things for the house. Like, I, I mean, soap, you know, like, you know, toilet paper, you know, groceries, whatever. It's not for me. It would only be. And if I had to buy anything for the kids, I had to beg to beg for it. And um, he just controlled the car. I couldn't go out after a certain period of time. Um, if it was dark outside, like he would get upset if I left the house. And just a reminder that uh, the couple lives in New Jersey. If you don't own a car in New Jersey, it's very hard to move or to do anything. So it's sounding more and more like Jennifer is living in an open air jail instead of a house in New Jersey and living her married life. And that's where we'll pick up episode seven of Jennifer's story, probably tomorrow or Thursday. This was American Divorce Stories. The show is created by Annabel Martinez Vega and Walid Al Jabari. The show is produced by Annabel Martinez Vega, Caitlin Alexander Levitt, Elizabeth Jenkins, and Walid Al Jabari. If you enjoy this show, please share with your friends, rate, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to contact us with your story, our email is contact at americandivorcestories.com. Our website is americandivorcestories.com.